That felt good to get up and hug somebody. It's 2012. We're in the new year. This year, we're going to find out a few things. We're going to find out how to get close to God. We're going to find out if the Mayans were correct. We're going to find out a lot of things this year. It's a good year. We're going to find out a lot. So live it up. If the Mayans were right in 2012, December 21st is our last day of earth. But they could be wrong, most likely. But we're going to find out a lot of things this year. And to get us back on track, that's why we're, we're asking everyone, if you're visiting with us, please join us. It's a daily devotional to just to get our minds and thoughts and hearts back on God. Uh, when you come out of the holidays, I don't know for you, but it was a great time of family, fun, a uh, lot of chips and dip, a lot of football games in my house, uh, some drinks. It was, uh, it was quite a, a time to, to increase my waistline. And, uh, and I felt, you know, my pants getting a little tighter and I burned the ships. You know, I threw out my 36s. All I got is my 34s. So I'm not going anywhere. So when I felt the, you know, the, the pressure there, where you have to go, give it a quick, just to kind of, you know, like, whoa, Nelly, I better quit playing around with the chips and dip. Get rid of that sour cream. You know, I could say it was this wife of mine, but really it was me. She feeds me too well. You know, the first lesson of, of our, our, our series is 40 days back on track. And today is day one. So you're not, you're not late. Some of you guys got an early jump, but today is day one. And we're going to go 40 days together as a church. Awesome. Just kind of focusing our minds on God. Together as Christ. So I really want to encourage you to, to be a part of it. Ephesians 4 says, let's be completely unified. Let's make every effort to be unified. Um, and if you want additional reading, you can go on the back table. Those books are free for any, any of us to take home and read uh, extra. You know, one of my goals this year is to read 12 books this year. Now, they don't have to be spiritual books. They can be any kind of books. I, I am a history buff. I love reading about history. I, I read a book about uh, killing Lincoln. Uh, a book that was written by uh, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, I found that to be encouraging. I, I'm actually I just picked up another book about George Washington. So um, I like that. I got the idea from Greg Augustinelli to you know he has these audio books and you know I got one, bro, and I and I put it in my car and it was great yes. to hear someone giving you uh, historical uh, information and, and be inspired. So I also want to do welcome back Susan Augustinelli. It's great to have you with us. Love you so much. You know, God is big. Have you ever, like, tried to Google God? I didn't. I got some weird articles. I'm like, that's not God. So then I went to images, and it, and it showed the galaxy. And uh, if you've ever done that, do it. Uh, YouTube, the galaxy. And I was, last night, I was, I was just looking at how vast, how big the universe is. Um came across, you know, the Milky Way galaxy. That's the galaxy we live in. I'm not a science major, so I, if I say things wrong, please forgive me. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the C's got degrees kind of guy. So, I wasn't a, uh, you know, I, I got a nada cum laude, you know, type of award. So just just work with me here. If my, if my, if my dad is a little off. But I looked at a, a place called the Sombrero Galaxy. It looks like a big sombrero. It's like, whoa, what a galaxy. I said, the Lord 
I don't speak Spanish that well. I saw this thing called the Whirlpool Galaxy. Wow. It's amazing. You know, point number one is God is immensely, eternally, and astronomically huge. God is big. How do we know that? Well, if you just spend any time watching some internet videos on the galaxy about the Hubble telescope and what it, what it sees, you'll see photos beyond space that will blow your mind away. Let's start small. 93 million miles away from Earth is our sun. It's a raging ball of fire about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a billion nuclear bombs going off at the same time. Right on the surface. It's ferocious, it's powerful, it's intense, and it's radiant. Thank God it's 93 million miles away. <laughs> and, that's, and our sun, compared to other suns, is very small. Compared to the, the, the sun called Betelgeuse, the star, it is very small. I mean, it is, it is actually like a little pea. On a plate. It is tiny. You know, from us to the sun, 93 million miles away is like stepping out the back door in the universe. You know, we like to measure things in what? Inches? Waistlines? Feet? Yards? Miles? The universe is measured in light years. 186,000 miles per second. That is 5.88 trillion miles in one year. You know, one light year is almost 6 trillion miles. That's amazing. So the speed of light, if you're traveling at 186,000 miles per hour, it'll take you 100,000 years to get across our galaxy. Wow. Maybe that's why we just went to the moon. The Milky Way galaxy, that's our little subdivision. It has billions of stars. You know, this year in, in July, the theme of our youth camp for, 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 the, for the junior high group is called Indescribable. And we're going to be talking about how big God is. You know, if I started to count the stars at the rate of one per second, it would take 2,500 years just to count the stars in our Milky Way galaxy alone. That's amazing. I'm not going to do that, but that's just an amazing thing. You know, Psalm 147 says this, God determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Now, if you just meet 100 people, you might remember one of their names. God knows all of their names. He has named them. You know, what we call the sun, he probably calls something else. Amen. God is God. In Isaiah 48, verse 13, it reads, It was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth. The palm of my right hand spread out the heavens. I spoke, and they came into being. God can hold all the stars in the palm of His hand. Boom. You know, every second, a new star is being formed. The universe is expanding. You know, if an auditorium that sits 5,500 people was filled with frozen peas, those are gross, but I had to say that example. (laughs) Filled with frozen peas, 
the amount of peas would represent the number of galaxies in our solar system. I'm not a vegetable guy, but that's a good analogy. The known universe is 14 to 20 billion light years out in space. And it is expanding. Why would God make it so vast? Why would He make the Sombrero Galaxy? Or the Whirlpool Galaxy and the rest? Because they're glorifying Him. The universe seems a little bit oversized for just us, doesn't it? You have all these gods on town. Well, there must be another life form. Maybe God is just showing us how big He is. Maybe He's just showing off, hey, this is who I am. I am so big. I'm eternal. Maybe He's just doing that. He's just trying to convince us that He's in control. He holds all of this in the palm of His hand. Remember when you held your first child in your hands? Remember that moment where you're like, I just don't want to drop this? And you held, it, you held your child close? Your child's world was in the palm of your hand. And God's how God sees us. We're, just so, we're so small, but yet we're so significant to Him. You know, the bigger the telescopes we get, the more we're going to see. I mean, Hubble is just starting to, they're just starting to, they've finally figured out Pluto's not a planet. Because we're looking deeper and deeper into the universe. It just keeps going. We worship a huge God. Right. Number two, you know what we really are? We're like a worm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're like a little, little maggot. You ever see those things, those small, you go, ah! That's what we are. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to make you feel small. I'm just trying to tell you, you are small. You are. People thought I was small. No, we're all small. Yeah. <laughs> look at your Bibles in Job 25. Let's look there for a second. And we'll see a scripture about a maggot, a worm. I wasn't trying to insult you. It's in the Word of God. Okay. I wasn't trying to hurt you. Job 25. You know, I'm reading the Bible this year in chronological order. And Job was one of the, was one of the Genesis and Job were inter, inter, interchanged there with my quiet times. I'm excited about that. I'm going to stay on track with that. Come on, baby. Determined. Back on track. That was my goal last year, which I failed. So I, I got to do it again. I got to get up and get up and do it again. It reads in verse 2, Dominion and awe belong to God. He establishes order in the heights of heaven. Can His forces be numbered? Upon whom does His light not rise? How can a man be righteous before God? How can can one be born of a woman be pure? If even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not pure in His eyes, how much less man who is but a maggot, the son of man, who is only a worm. We're small. We're kind of disgusting too, huh? Because when we start sinning, it gets disgusting. And when we want to look at God, we've got to decide to put away our sins. 
not to become righteous because we can never do anything that would promote righteousness or, or become righteous because of our own actions. God makes us righteous through Jesus. Amen. Our belief in Him. Amen. See, we're really small. Mm-hmm. In Psalm chapter 8, let's turn there. Just a few books over to Psalm 8. Take a look at another passage. Maybe the next book over. Psalm chapter 8. Let's see who gets there first. If you have kids, if you have kids, they do that. I got there first. Psalm 8 in verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man, that you care for Him. This huge God. This immense God who, who made the galaxies. And us, the little worm, the little maggot. little small piece of rice. Because the higher you go on Google Maps, the smaller you become. Yeah. <laughs> True? True? The higher I go up, the smaller my home gets. That He cares about you. This big God cares about how you're feeling today. How you're doing today. He cares about your feelings. Mm -hmm. Your life. Your boss. Yeah, even Him too. Mm. Or her. her. He cares. Why would we think... The world revolves around us. Why would we think that life is whatever we make it? That you're focused just on your job and family and career. We're but a speck. We're so tiny. In the big picture, we're not even dust. We're tiny. We're small. And that's a humbling point of view. That we are so small. Thirdly, we're small because life is about God. Who fills the universe. Life is not about us. You know, Jesus came down, like Steve said, and died for us. He was part of the creation, and He died. And He left a letter behind, which we have as the Bible. He left many letters to us. One of the letters, parts of the letter says, Hey, help the poor, the hungry, the sick. The second thing he said is, love each other. Care about each other. It's the, it's the, it's the element that makes it all work together. You know, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says the body has to work together. But in the next chapter over, it says, but you got to love each other. Yeah. We can't work together if we don't love each other. It's easy to point out the faults in others, is it not? And you can still point those out, but love each other. And it goes so much farther. Caring about each other. You know, in this letter as well, he writes, don't forget to love me. Remember me. 
You know, the Bible does not just calls us small and, and like a maggot type, but it, it says we're like a mist. You know, in the 80s, there was this thing called Aquanet. Oh, yeah. And it was popular. Remember that? And we used to spray the mists, and then our bathroom would be filled with like this aerosol. <laughs> but we knew in 30 seconds it would go away. And then your and then your your hair sisters would be nice and high. For me, my hair would be nice and spikes. But the mist went away. It goes away. You know, we have this thing that make make our house smell good. And Karen always always annoyed. Why you spray too much? But it's gonna go away. We're light. Our life is like that mist. We have to make sure everyone on the planet knows about Him. Yeah. That's another part of His letter. Yeah. Make sure everybody knows about me. That's, that's the task we've been given. Yeah. Make sure everybody knows. We don't want to just be a religious guy. One who goes to churches for himself, by himself, and doesn't think about other people. We want to be disciples of Christ. This is not a suggestion in this letter. It's a commandment. Yeah. And it should be a joy and a privilege to do so. Mm-hmm. I'll be forever grateful. January 9th, that's, which is tomorrow, 17 years ago, I was baptized Come on, Come on. as a disciple of Jesus. I think I just hit my 18th year, maybe. I don't know, I don't know the math very well. I didn't do well in math. I took math, college math five times. <laughs> I don't know the math, but it's 17, 18. It's up there. And I am so thankful. 18 years. I'll be 18 wow. years. That's good. That someone took the letter of God and didn't take it as a, as a suggestion. Or a, or a request. He took it at his, as a command. Right. And by himself, mind you. There wasn't no two by two. He went by himself. Amen. And he shared with me and three of my buddies. And he had his Bible out. And it so impressed me. Because I would never do that. <laughs> I mean, I have trouble doing it today as a disciple. That's how bold and radical it was. And I was annoyed and angry. But it it, it stirred something inside of me. That I don't know what was happening, but something was happening. You ever get that feeling? Mm -hmm. Remember the person that shared with you. Mm -hmm. They didn't take it as a suggestion or a request. Mm -hmm. They saw it as a command. I need to do this. And they did it and you're here. Fish don't come from the ocean and jump in your boat. Unless you're in certain parts of the country. Right. Certain rivers in the country that they actually fly in the air and hit you. It'd be great if people were were jumping on your spiritual boat to become disciples. Yeah, it would. But it takes a purposeful effort to go get the fish. You know, we're trying to plan a fishing trip on, on St. Patrick's Day. Please see my email. And we're going to go out and catch some fish. All right. 
Just like the Lord told the apostles, I'll make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Remember the song we sing to our kids? There's a sea. Yep. There's yep. a sea, right? Yep. There's a boat on the sea. Yep. There's men. Right? It's not a suggestion. And we have to stop looking at it as a suggestion. As something that's good to do or we ought to do. And then too many of us, we look at that commandment and we think it's a suggestion. We think that just coming to church is a fulfillment of that command. No. It's not. There is no greater joy than helping others get to know this amazing God who made this incredible, incredible universe. There is no other joy of seeing someone's heart fall in love with God. There is no other joy. And we've seen it in the room. We've seen, this guy's falling in love with God. And that's an amazing thing. There is no greater privilege than to help someone follow Jesus. So let's put this together. Big God, us the worm. Right? And one day that worm is in the ground oozing, he's eating stuff, and he's nasty. He'll eat a leaf. He'll go to sleep. He'll wake up. He'll go to a cocoon. And he'll be a butterfly. Something beautiful. Does a caterpillar classify as a worm? Then again, I was just a geography major in college. (laughs) Actually, I was just there for soccer, to be truly honest. Yes, I played college soccer. You know, that's what we want to transform to. This God wants to transform and change us. Yep. You know, we come out of the new year, we have, we have dirt on us. We have gunk on us. We got, uh-huh. we got into bad habits. Maybe, we're, maybe we're, we were stewing on some attitudes and we're just to ourselves too long. We just have these attitudes in our hearts. Maybe you were just, your family wasn't getting along together. You, were, you, you had cabin fever and you, were, you, you had too much time together. You're like, get away. Go. You know, the holidays can really make us inwardly focused. That's why we try to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because we're just small and God is big and God wants to, He cares about us. Yeah. Yeah. He cares about your situation. And that's the whole goal of this, this lesson. God in Philippians 2 verse 13, He works in you for His good purpose. He works in you for His purpose. Yes, you. Yes, me. He works. Believe it or not, He's working now. He's working on you right now. He's working on what you're thinking about right now. What you're mulling over. Am I, am I buying this? He's working now. You've had family issues. You've had addiction issues. You've been scarred by sin. Don't you think the, the creator of the universe can help? Of course He can. He's huge. We're small. It's about Him, not about us. He changes everything. So what does that mean for us? Let's live. Let's serve. Let's share. And let's give God glory with our lives. Because we want to live a life that just wants to Google God. And I want to encourage you today to start on day one. In your book, go home, watch a video with your kids. 
And watch the galaxies. And watch how big God is. And encourage them that God is so big. He can deal with our situation. He can handle our situation. He put the sun at just the right distance so we won't get vaporized. He can handle your crisis. He can handle the pressures at school, the work environment. He can handle it. We just got to trust Him. To God be the glory. Amen.